Getting sober requires a lot more than mind over matter, a lot more than willpower. It's about leveraging the support around you. People in recovery typically need a mix of medical help, emotional support, and changes in lifestyle to manage their addiction, not just mental determination. As both a therapist and someone embracing the recovery lifestyle, there's one tool I always recommend to people needing extra accountability, Soberlink. Soberlink is a high-tech breath analyzer system designed to help you get and stay sober. And here's why I love it. You'll test the same day every day, eliminating testing anxiety. Friends and family receive instant test results, helping you rebuild trust and preventing relapse. Accountability is a part of that, and it's something to really be embraced. Devices have built-in facial recognition, so your support circle knows you're testing, and tamper-resistant sensors flag any attempts at trying to beat the system, so your sobriety is never questioned. So let 2024 be your best year yet. Visit Soberlink.com forward slash T-A-M to sign up and receive $50 off your device. That's Soberlink.com forward slash T-A-M. And let accountability be your guide. Hello, everyone. I hope you are having a wonderful day. We are on to another episode of the Addicted Mind podcast. My name is Dwayne Osterland, and I'm your host. Our guest today is Andrew E. Guy. Andrew is the author of the book, Work Your Words, Finding Your Pathway to Personal Success. Andrew helps corporate leaders, professionals, and entrepreneurs integrate work, life, and self-care to improve well-being so they can pursue purposeful living. Andrew has earned degrees from Southern Arkansas University, a Bachelor's of Science in Medical Biology, Exercise Science, and a Master's of Science as a Professional Certified Educator. He is a former Teacher of the Year. He is an Educational Engagement Expert and Certified Prevention and Management of Aggressive Behavior. So today, Andrew is going to talk about his book, Work Your Words, but we're going to talk specifically about resilience and stepping out of pain and hurt and darkness to live your best life. And Andrew's going to share his incredible story of resilience. Andrew has a contagious, inspirational spirit. I just really enjoyed talking with him. Really uplifting and a person that really encourages you to just take control of your life and live the life you're meant to live. So I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. Before we start, I want to thank everyone who has left a review on iTunes. That really does help the podcast get found. So I really appreciate that. Don't forget, you can now find us on Instagram at Addicted Mind Podcast. So check that out as well. All right, stay tuned for this episode. All right, everyone, welcome to the Addicted Mind Podcast. My guest today is Andrew E. Guy. We're going to talk about his book, Work Your Words, Finding Your Pathway to Personal Success. And we're going to talk about a very specific topic, resiliency. But first, Andrew, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you and how you got to write your book and 
Why resiliency? Oh gosh, uh, Dwayne, I want. Uh, that's a big question. It is. It is. <laughs> so it is. We'll, we'll get into it. <laughs> but uh, Dwayne, I want to thank you for the opportunity just to join you to talk about some things that don't really get talked about a lot. And for those of you that are listening out there in addicted mind world and on the podcast, thank you guys for tuning in. But my name is Andrew E. Guy. I'm a work life enrichment coach and consultant. And for the past what 15 years, I've just been just so immersed into this thing called resiliency and my focus really to help build resilient leaders for life who learns. And for me, uh, Dwayne, it's, it's about helping people to understand, you know, there's this false thing about bouncing back. That's what resiliency is, but it's really about standing tall, refusing to go down. You know, that's what resiliency means right. to me. My life story, I'll get into it as we go on, but in a nutshell, and that's the kind of guy I am. Um, I focus on resilience because I believe that it doesn't matter what you may achieve in life. Without resiliency, it is the keeping power that helps you to overcome again and again and to withstand and to make sure that your life has a purpose to what you're doing. Yeah, wow. So yeah, I agree with you. Resiliency is is a trait that we have to have because life will throw at us all sorts of curveballs and all sorts of hardships. Yes. It's, it's, you know, if we're alive, we're going to face hardship. Having resiliency is key to that. Yes. It's I key agree. to be able to survive that. Tell us a little bit how you started to see this and discover this and, and pull it into your own life. Well, during my personal life, I grew up in uh, on the island of Jamaica, and my mother left when I was six years old, and I grew up in different foster homes, um, like several different foster homes on the island. So imagine just a six-year-old kid just gotten up in the morning, and mom is not there, dad is not there, right? And you're left to figure it out, right? Oh, my gosh. The tough part of this, Duane, was that immediate family members didn't really wanted to come in and help out. My siblings and I were six of us, you know, I'm the second wow. last. And it, it was a tragic moment for me because here's mom that normally tucks me in and all of a sudden I got up, I, I'm, a six, I'm six years old and she's not there. And I'm left to figure this out. I asked people, where's mom? It's like, it was almost like crickets. No one want to oh say where goodness. mom was. But long story short, mom always talked about, you know, having a dream to go away to another place and to make a better life for us. We were poor. I'm talking about Dwayne poor where you can't even afford the O and the other O is just PR, <laughs> public relations. Wow. We were poor. You see what I'm saying? Oh, my and she goodness. just had a dream to do something. And I didn't know when she was leaving. She didn't tell me. And she just got up and one-way trip to Canada. And so many years later on, she came back and got me at 1988, you know, October the 30th, Sunday. Wow. That is, that's a powerful story. And I mean, right there with just that story yes, shows how you would have to have resilience to be able to, to walk through that. Oh gosh. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. You know, when I tell people I said resiliency, a lot of people have this cliche thing now is about bouncing back, but bouncing back from what? Resilience really yeah. is the ability to withstand whatever you mentioned it earlier on. Dwayne said it's this game of life. You know, you're going to get some curveballs. So think of it as baseball, right? You know, it's going to get some balls thrown at you, right? You got to be ready to take a swing at life and the swinging process, we call that living, you know, because everyone's alive if you're on top of the earth <laughs> you've got to be right. able to swim yeah. and if you you're going to miss some 
but you're going to connect with a few. And for me, it's the ones that I've connected with that have made me resilient over the years. This is what I teach people when I travel and speak. So how did you start to understand resilience or, or start to put this together and, and for you as, as you move through your life? That's a great question, Dwayne. First of all, I have a, I come from a spiritual background. My mom is a believer. She believes that, you know, God made us in his um, unique way, according to a favorite scripture she always mentioned to me is Psalms 139, verse 14, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And so I believe that I was sold on that. And, you know, she always right. tells me like, you know, like our savior left and promised to come back. I'm going to come back for you one day. I kept that faith. She kept that right. faith. And so we were both hanging on to this. I say that when people say your mother is not coming back, she's gone and we don't know where she is. I just kept believing that she said she's coming back and I'm going to hang on to this. And a long story short, Dwayne, I, I went through life, you know, depressed. I went through life not having the right identity. So this didn't just happen out of the cloud. I, I, right. I struggled. In high, I didn't get to go to high school. I didn't have any formal education. I used to see kids going to school and just crying, hoping that I'd get a chance to go to school. I, I just It didn't happen wow. for me. And so over the years for me, it's about believing that mom said she's coming back. And I hung on to that. And in 1988, October the 30th, we touched down in Pearson Airport right here in Toronto, Ontario. I kept it all that time. It's a staying power. That's what resiliency is. Wow. So you held on to that belief that I'm going to get that back. Yes. And you said something I think that was really important that came from that piece of scripture, which was, I'm I'm worthy. I'm valuable. Yes. I have value. Yes. And holding on to that piece. And I, I think so many people, when they're struggling with addiction or any mental health disorder, yes. like you said, like depression yes. or anxiety, mm -hmm. that belief can get stripped away so easily and you cannot feel worth it. You cannot fight for it. But Duane, you said something, fight for it. You know, the research shows that, you know, part of depression, one of the, one of the symptoms of depression is that unworthiness. I am not worthy and I don't feel like I can accomplish. Yeah. It's almost as if you're standing against the wall and you're throwing darts again, uh, against the wall at yourself. I'm not worthy. I am a nobody. I'm not going to make it. The word not becomes the word that we live, you know, and from a, a dialectic therapy perspective, it's the words that we speak that we end up living. And so the book, Work Your Words, I envisioned that words were a pay or a dividend that you get from working. And if you work the right words, right things happen. Not good, not best, not better, right things happen. So work your words is a way to help you find your pathway to personal success. Right, so your internal dialogue yes. is going to have a huge influence on how you're going to show up in this world. That's exactly right. But to to add to what you just said a while ago, we didn't come in with this dialogue by ourselves, right? Some of it, you know, there's a, a book called, by Penel and Barnes talked about epigenesis. That means some things were passed down, right? Yeah. And in yeah. um, 19, um, 19, I mean, 2019, um, the BBC did this study and they were talking about, so how much influence does our 
parents have on the offspring and the things that we have to deal with, right? So right. I want to tell your audience, it's not your fault, but it is your choice. I'll say it again. It's not your fault, but it is your choice. Many of the things that you go through in life may not have been your fault. Hey, you just got a deck of cards and you're able, and you should play them, but everything that moving forward it is your choice and choice is king right that you can actually make that choice can you talk a little bit about that because when people are feeling stuck yes. you know they that mindset that says there's no there's no option here for me i don't have an option it's too this is too hard or too mm -hmm. difficult or mm -hmm. You know, we get stuck in that mindset and how do we start to shift that? How do we step out of that? Gosh, what, a, what an amazing question, Dwayne. Uh, it, brought me, it brought me back to this book, one of my favorite books called Growth Mindset by Carol Dweck. Uh, I Please, I want your audience to go check it out. And in it, she talks about the, the willingness, the willingness to be wrong, a willingness to be wrong. And what it is basically is to understand that we have a situation here that is not permanent. It is not permanent. We're going through something that is temporary. I'm also working on this other book. I'm part of one of the chapters in this book that's coming out called Win Where You Are. It's helping us to understand that nothing is wasted. It's a collection of lived experience. And we have to understand because it's not our fault, but it's our choice. All these cards were dealt to me. And so according to Alcohol Anonymous, it says something like that. What can you have in your own control? What do you have in right. your control? So to answer your question is simply this, look at what's in your control and the things that are not in your control. Take action on what you know is in your control. And that is the first step to getting unstuck. Because if you focus on the things you can, you have no control over, you can't change the sun, can't change the rain, but can you change your clothes? I have a choice there. So focus on the things that you are in control of. And then going back to what you were saying yes. earlier, is that you have control over your thoughts yes. and what you think, yes. and you have a choice in how you can think about your situation. And just that alone has, in, in my thoughts, an incredible amount of power to move you in a different direction. Oh gosh, Dwayne. You know, one of my other favorite book, um, James Allen, I mentioned in these books because Dwayne, when I was young, growing up in a foster home, I couldn't read. I learned how to read when I was 14 years old. So it was a wow. massive struggle. You know, I couldn't read, couldn't understand my world, couldn't interact because all of this reading part was missing, Dwayne. And so when I learned yeah. how to read, I just started just consuming books after books after books. I was like, it was like a holiday for me every day. But in this book by James Allen, it said, as a man thinketh, it's also taken from a biblical um, scripture, so is he. So how you think, you start to frame who you are by your thought pattern, not so much what people say, but it's what you say about yourself, even after they have already spoken. What is the dialogue wow. you're having with yourself makes a difference. Right. I, I, I love that. And I, I love your... I'm just like, I, I'm caught up in your passion for reading and devouring, I would say, de like devouring all this wisdom that other people who have struggled with this can, can give us. Dwayne, you can't live what you don't know. 
Yeah. Ben, it would be just a cinematic experience. It would simply be television. Television, one great speaker said, is somebody else telling you their vision. What is your vision for your life? Yeah. You have to understand that this life is a gift. However, living is your choice. Living is the choices that we make that validates the life that we were given. However, will you get stuck at some point? Yes. This is why we need to surround ourselves with the right community of people who will help us get over the hump. There's another book that says, don't eat alone. Never eat alone, right? You don't want to get stuck eating alone. This life is about eating with somebody else, like we're doing right now. We're exchanging this dialogue and we're both feeding. We're eating, may not be a meal, but intellectually we're feeding each other. And that's what it's about, getting those people around you to help you with your situation because it's not permanent. It's temporary unless you make it permanent. Right. So it's like being able to change your your thoughts, like that's a choice. Yes. Being able to change your actions. Like you said, just put on a different piece of clothing or 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 something, just even small. And then there's this other piece of finding the community that will support your change. Yes, yes. You know, Dwayne, I I can't believe I'm actually living this life. Sometimes I have to pinch myself, you know. Dwayne, I, I come from a background where I just want to be, you know, vulnerable to the audience here because one of the things that help you to be resilient is the willingness to be vulnerable. And vulnerable means that you just tell yeah. your story because you want to traumatize other people. But you do that so they can see that where you're coming from. And if you can do it, so can they. It got to the point, Dwayne, where it was, it was not a bed of roses. You know, I, I tried to yeah. take my own life, Dwayne. Wow. When I was like eight, nine, it got really, really tough, Dwayne. I'm talking nail biting tough. And I was listening to other people telling you, your mom is not coming back. Uh, um, She just ran off. You know, she's a bad mama. She's not coming back. Your dad is not around. He's a deadbeat dad. All of these different things. You imagine telling that to a seven, eight-year-old child? That that like breaks my heart just hearing, hearing that. I mean, that's just like so painful for a kid. I mean, oh my God. Yeah. That would be such a hard space to be in. It is a hard space and a hard breath every time you got to take it. And one day I just wanted to just kind of end it all, you know? And that's when my faith started growing because now I I got into a space where I felt like I wanted to take my life. And I went up on this mountain, long story short, and I I, I looked down off the mountain because I wanted to jump. There's another voice that came in talk about the, the games of life and the curveball, a thought came into my head, you should just end it because you cannot withstand all of what you're going through. And I looked down the mountain, Duane. There were rocks looking up at me. They were sharp. It's like they had teeth. And the thing says, jump. And there's a voice that came to me that says, don't. I have a plan for you. Duane. Wow. <sighs> Tears came down my face like river, brother. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like river, Dwayne. And from that day, I knew my life had purpose. Purpose, brother. And so when I go and people call me to speak, I can't go up and just give a talk. I got to give them something that's going to transform them to let them know that you may be in a situation. It's temporary. It's how you see it. Yeah. 
is how you see That's, it. That is such a powerful story because that that moment, that shift, that yes. change that overtook you yes. totally shifted the direction you were going. I mean, you were going towards towards death. Yes. Escape. Yes. Avoidance. Yes. And and you know, I don't want to minimize the pain that's there in that moment. Right. But this other voice just steered you into this other direction and then ignited it sounds like what i hear in your voice a passion yes. for hope yes. a passion for thriving yes Dwayne. yes you know you said another word one of my favorite words of all time is hope and people ask me I, when i go to speak they ask me okay fine what do you want to speak on what rest i said hope and resilience. <laughs> I said, what else is there to live for? <laughs> and, and then they said, what's so important about hope? I said, let me break it down to you. I said, hope is an acronym that means happiness that overcomes pain and error. I said, you're going to get hurt in life. You're going to feel some pain, but you have to overcome. How you overcome, you have to find that own happiness on the inside of you. It is a personal experience what people see outside and they say that you're happy oh it's only a reflection of what's going on underneath the hood doing it's that engine yeah. that could it's that happiness that internal space that you create when you work the right words say the right things to yourself regardless of what the world is saying and what others are saying about you we can right and then and then that stirs that in you so as you went forward you started to make this shift yes and you started to I would say in that moment, that was the a moment of resilience. Yes. And then through that resilience, it sounds like you grew that peace inside of you, that that peace that had hope, yes. purpose. Yes. And I'm not going to fall to this. No. This will not take me down. No, it will not. But this, whatever this is, th like this the thing, pain, this curveball. Yes. This curveball, yes. you know, the pain is real. It I mean, it's, real. it's, it's hard. Yes. It's, it's, you know, we feel it in our bodies, but there's this other piece that says, I don't know how to say it. Like there's a moment after this. Yes. There's this, this is hurting right now, but there's a moment after this that I can get to. You're absolutely right. You know, some of the things that I tell myself and I tell people dialectic therapy and it is talk therapy. You know, I'm in yeah. graduate school right now doing another master's degree in psychology. Can you believe that? Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. The guy who couldn't read. Okay. <laughs> Happiness <laughs> overcome pain and error. My brother, I am a walking miracle. I call it miracle. You understand what I'm saying? And that's exactly what I am. You know, people ask me, said, Andrew, okay, keep it real. You know, what? what's keeping you? I said, really? I said, I... Didn't have much uh, um, mom and dad time, but there was a grandmother who passed away and she always tell me about, you know, how we're created and, and, and how God created all of us and we all have a purpose. And just like the automobile, we have a purpose. When we find that purpose, it changes everything in our life. It's what you're created to do. And I didn't know, Duane, at the time that all these things that I've been through, all these hurts and pains, I'm now supposed to take them and rinse them off vacuum them up and use them to help build people, leaders who want to change their lives forever. There's so many hurting people out there, Dwayne. And our stories were not for us. They were meant for them who we're going to cross back. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as you talk about that, you know, one of the things that as I do all these podcast yeah. episodes and I talk to guests like you and, and stuff, so many amazing things 
have come out of people's hurt and pain. Mm. It, it's like if we harness that peace, we can create amazing things for the world, for others, God, for ourselves, yes. you know, and I just see that over and over. And, yes. and so your, your words just ring so true to me and, and from my own experience in my own life mm -hmm. too, some tragedies that have st struck me as well. And it, it's, if you can make that shift, like you said, on top of the mountain and you, you, you had that shift yes. inside of you. Yes. And it's like, I, and once you have that, it's like you want to give it to other people. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> That's, I don't know if you have that same experience. I, I mean, I hear it. Like, you're like, I want to, you, you don't, yes, there's pain, yes. but you don't have to suffer. Right. But you know what, though, uh, I have learned is that you don't give what you get. <laughs> you, 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 you give the transformation is what you give. Because if I give somebody what I got, then I'm just transferring. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I am simply just yeah. transferring. We call it where in psychology, where when you transfer your trauma to someone else, you know, it's transference, right? And if yeah, I'm a yeah. counselor, it would be counter transference, right? That means whatever I experience, I'm giving it to somebody else. But we're not supposed to do that. We are supposed to use the experience as a sharpener and we are the pencil without a lead. When we go through the sharpener, Duane, we now have a point to make so we can write a clear vision for our life and then we tell people that vision that they can change their lives we're giving them the transformation yeah. we don't give them our story we say here is how i overcome you see what i mean and you touched yeah, on, i like that clarity i you, like that clarity yeah. you touched on something earlier on that was really really powerful you know you talk about hurts and pain when I coach individuals, you know, I said, listen to me, there is pain. It's not the same as hurt and it's not the same as trauma. They say, Andrew, what are you talking about? Okay, come on, seriously. I have some clients who are doctors, physicians, and I'm coaching these people. I'm like, me who couldn't read, Duane. This is a miracle. Do you hear what I'm saying? I am a walking <laughs> miracle. Do you hear me? <laughs> I, said, I was like, are you, are you, did you know that's a physician you're talking to? I'm saying, Wake up, Andrew. So, you know, here's what's happening. I said, pain, you see what I'm saying? Like injury, for example, so if I ran and I stubbed my toe against something, that would be an injury. That's the point of contact. I stubbed my toe, right? Now, pain is a result of that. It's me telling me that something has gone wrong. That's all pain is, right? So now I have a pain. I have an injury that happened. Then it leads to pain. And then hurt is my interpretation of that message that was sent. But here's the part that everyone gets messed up on, the trauma. The trauma is like 10 years from now, Dwayne. I'm going to go back and I'm going to remember. I'm going to relive that same experience as if it was happening. It is the re-traumatization of ourselves that keeps us down and keeps us broken. So we cannot become mended and rejuvenated so we can take on life again and use that transformation experience to say, you can do it too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And we were talking earlier yes. about, we both love the book, The Body Keeps the Score Correct. with uh, Bessel van der Kluck and, yeah. and his work. And so let's talk a little bit about that because I think too, understanding that on one level is important. And then 
being able to do it, I guess, in the body is also another component of this yes. that adds some complexity to it. I don't want to oversimplify it either because I think trauma is real yes. and and it does take work. And sometimes yes. it's not it's not I want to say it is changing your thoughts, but sometimes it's also this this other piece yes. that we have to look at as well that that lives in the body, the Correct. the nervous system, the 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 trauma that results there. Correct. Well, the body is almost like a hard drive, and it saves things. It collects lived experience. I wouldn't just say life, lived experience, because if you haven't lived it. Have no way of saving it. You see what I'm saying? I love what he talked right. about in the book because he dedicated the book to his parents. He said, Who kept the score? That's what he says. And he said, Who are or uh, who were my textbook? So the parents kept the score. In essence, what we're saying here now, some things that he has attributed to his livelihood could have been passed down from parenting. You see what I mean? He go into this chapter that I really liked. He said that trauma simplified. It's simply trauma happens. We didn't go out and plan that I'm going to do this. It, it happens. You know, if you're alive, these things are going to happen to you. How you navigate your way through this traumatic experience is first acknowledge that it is happening. It is for real. It's not a myth. Now get help and seek help. How can you navigate your way? What help do I need to help me get through this circumstance that I'm in? And it's important for other people to see. Body keeps the score, the somatic experience that the physical body has, but it also manifests itself in a behavior that we're sometimes not happy to display. Right. And I like what you said of navigating it. Like yes. it, it's, a, it's a journey through yes. it. It's not something that we just, although our thoughts are very important, it's not something we just think differently about and it goes no, away. It takes time. It's something we have to journey through. Yes. And we have to be open to that process with, you know, um, some idea like manifesting hope. Yes. Getting support, things like that. You know, one of the things that, you know, we're learning right now is a type of therapy called CBT, cognitive behavior therapy. And what it is basically is try to help people understand what I boil it down into is this sort of concept called the triangle. I said at the top of the triangle is T. At one end, it's going to be F or your feelings or your emotions. And then the other side of that triangle is A, you know, is the actions or the outcome. So when I think something, how I perceive that accident or trauma, or lived experience is going to generate an emotion. And then this emotion, we're going to act out of this emotion, which result in the outcome or the actions that we have. So if we look at it from a, a trifecta perspective, the top of my triangle should always be in control. So my thinking will generate a feeling and or emotion. This emotion based on how we interpret it, will cause a different outcome. This outcome, it might not be pleasant. It may be pleasant, but that's what we need to go back and put ourselves back up into training ourselves is how we're looking at that experience. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that because it, it, it shows us that we have some power to be able yes, to influence this, that we can choose our thoughts, we can change our thoughts, or we can look at our thoughts and, and adjust them if we can take the time to step back a little bit, slow down, we can look at those thoughts and we can we can shift them and change them. Mm -hmm. I agree. I'm one of the greatest, one of my favorite psychotherapists of all time. 
Carl Jung, he talks about this uh, self-actualization. And he said that, listen, we need to go from a solutionist perspective that the solution can also resonate in you. And you have to take that step to self-actualize. I can give you the tool from a therapeutic perspective, but you have to be part of your own miracle. In other words, I just coined that, that you have to take part. You have to participate in your own miracle. Because if I didn't decide to step back, I would not be having this conversation with you today. And so therefore, for those who are listening, whatever your situation is, you need to first acknowledge that it's happening, surround yourself with the right community, reach out and get help from other people who can sow into your life and make your healing process on this journey a community thing. When you have community around you, you will have the resiliency and the fortification to help you move through this thing so you can overcome. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like uh, right there in 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 my view is is like a formula that you can follow. Yes. And this formula, like you said, comes from passed down from all these other people who have done these things that mm-hmm. we can read about, you know, your book, all these other books that have passed this journey yes. on. And yeah, there's there's kind of like a, a formula per se that you could you can start to follow. Mm-hmm. One of the things, uh, one of the notions that I've heard, and it's cliche, you know, they say that um, success leaves clues. <laughs> I said, if that were the case, then everyone would be running around looking for a clue, and this would be a scavenger hunt. Uh, I said, they don't. Success don't leave clues. They leave principles, and principles are irrespectable of anyone. If you follow the principle, just like a formula, two plus two should not give you 22. I hope you end up with four, and you're playing some golf, and you just swung the club, and somebody's not in the way. Do you get what I'm saying? (laughs) So it doesn't leave clues. It leaves principles, and if we use these principles that other people have used to overcome the storm, then it will give us the resiliency to at least weather of the storm until we become overcomers, then we can use what we went through to help others. Awesome. Andrew, your spirit is contagious. Uh, I, I love it. And I, I love the, the hope and the passion to to change. And I, I guess I would say like fight for something yes, better, yes. you know, like fight for something God. better. And <laughs> I want to tell everybody out there, it's like, oh, come on, you know, you could do it. Yes. You know, fight for it. You got to fight for it. And it's, and it's worth it. The other side is worth it. When you're, when you're in all that pain, it's like, just, just go for it and and you can do it. So, okay. So we're kind of, we're kind of coming up on our time here. Yes, yes. You kind of answered it already, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to throw it at you again anyway. (laughs) I love to ask one question before we, we wrap up. Yes. And that's if someone out there is, is listening Mm -hmm. and maybe they're, Standing on that cliff, yes, yes. looking over at those sharp rocks. Yes. What would you want to say to them? If you could be that voice in their head, what message would you want to give them? Okay. First of all, I want to thank Dwayne for the opportunity to, to conversate today, to break bread from an intellectual perspective. If you are that individual standing there, about to take the lights out. I want to let you know there is a much 
better version of you on the other side. There's another version of you that you haven't even seen or heard or read about yet. And the bigger picture is simply this. You're not living this life for yourself. You're actually living this life so you can help others to live. People will live through you, through your experience. But if you turn off the light, we'll all be in darkness. You are a light. Just let it shine. Let it shine and give it a chance to let others see themselves through what you overcome. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Andrew. You're welcome, brother. Thank you so much. So if if people want to get a hold of you, they want to know more about you, they want to get your book, they want to read your book, where can they go? Uh, they can go to andrewguyspeaks.com. That is A-N-D-R-E-W-G-U-Y-S-P-E-A-K-S.com. And you can get all my books there. If you need me for speaking engagement, all my topics that I deal with is there. I have another book that's coming up called Win Where You Are. And it's supposed to help you to win where you are. Stop waiting to become. And you can get that book from that website or you go to winwhereyouare.com and all my information is there. So anything you need, andrewguyspeaks.com. I also have a podcast. I would love to get you on there, Dwayne. It's called I'm sure. Listening, I'm Ready. It's the podcast that's dedicated for people on the go. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Yeah, I'd love that. And I'll, I will put all the links in the show notes at theaddictedmind.com. So go check them out, everybody. Andrew, thank you for coming on. You're very, very welcome, my brother. Looking forward to talking to you some more in the future, again and again. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the Addicted Mind podcast. As usual, all the show notes will be at theaddictedmind.com. So check them out. If you've enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend, write a review on iTunes. That really does help the podcast get exposure. And don't forget, click the subscribe button so you can get the latest episodes right in your podcast app. And if you'd like to continue the conversation online, join our Facebook group. Just go to Facebook, type in the Addicted Mind podcast and click join. All right, everyone, have a wonderful day and I'll talk to you on the next episode. Madeline and I'm the host of the Happiest Sober podcast. I got sober in my 20s after a decade of gray area drinking and the greatest plot twist of all time was realizing that alcohol, the thing that I thought made my life the most happy and fun and exciting, was actually the exact thing preventing me from living my happiest and best life. My mom is 40 years sober and she joins me on my podcast very often. I like to call her my part-time co-host and I also bring you solo episodes where I share my top tips, tricks, and mindset shifts in sobriety and lots of how-to for navigating all the things sober from weddings to parties to holidays to bachelorette parties to trips. I'm also joined by so many guests who come on and share their sober stories and they're all so, so inspiring. I'm here to show you that life doesn't end when you quit drinking. In fact, it's very much the opposite. And no matter what your relationship was with alcohol, life can be the absolute happiest when you're sober. New episodes come out every Tuesday. You can listen to Happiest Sober Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.